Ruby, age 12, sings for the world to mark Earth Day. Article by Suzanne Pender. A 12-year-old student at Spotlight Stage School, Carlo, commanded the ears of the world last Thursday with her emotive song chosen by EarthDay.org for broadcast to the world. Ruby Marr joined her sisters Stacy, age 19, and 17-year-old Robin, as well as their dad Dave, to sing Lullaby for the World, written by Brendan Graham, for Earth Day, which took place last Thursday, the 22nd of April. The song has been endorsed by the influential Earth Day Network for use as part of its global outreach to some 8 billion people to mark World Earth Day. The Marr family from Newbridge, County Kildare, also featured last Wednesday night on RTE's Nationwide. The record is their response to US President Joe Biden's call for young people to engage with Earth Day. The haunting lullaby for the world was given to the family by the man who wrote the worldwide hit song You Raise Me Up, Brendan Graham. The song and video were channeled to 190 countries as part of Earth Day Network's global outreach. I'm so happy that our song was heard all over the world. It is amazing. This is Ireland's gift to the world for Earth Day. A huge gift from a small country. We only have one world, so we need to mind it, said Ruby. Ruby, Robin and Stacy also recorded a personal video message and letter to President Biden letting him know that, as young people of the world that he called out to, this song is their answer to that call. I think that with his own Irish roots, President Biden will like the fact that we are just an ordinary Irish family trying to help his message through our song, said Ruby. Asked what prompted the idea of writing to President Biden, Ruby explained, I just thought I'd write the letter to try and get the world to listen. I'm only a little girl, and President Biden is the most powerful man in the world. But I feel that he will read my letter as his family is from Mayo, and he's always talking about how he loves Ireland. See Lullaby for the World at www.vimeo.com 52009866060 Dad and daughter will run marathon in memory of much-loved Margaret. Article by Elizabeth Lee the heartbroken husband and child of Ballylochan woman Margaret Sykes, who passed away from cancer in November last year, have vowed to run the London Marathon in her memory. Simon, Bill Sykes, and his nine-year-old daughter Jessica will run the marathon while also raising money for the Carlo Kilkenny home care team, which took care of Margaret in her last weeks before she passed away, aged 49, on the 13th of November last. The home care team were amazing. They are experts in what they do. They give the family enough space, then step in when they need to, Bill told the Nationalist. Margaret was originally diagnosed with breast cancer in January 2018 and fought bravely for the next three years. She received exceptional treatment, care and support from many healthcare providers, including the Carlo Kilkenny home care team during her illness for which her family are truly grateful. Margaret, née Tobin, was born and reared in Ballylochan, while Bill is originally from Birmingham. Bill is a seasoned runner and ran the London Marathon virtually last year to raise funds for the breast cancer care charity. 
This year, he's going to run the marathon again, whether actually in London or virtually around his local area. He'll also have a 20-kilogram rucksack on his back in honour of the women who have died from breast cancer. This time, though, Jessica will also take part, running a mile a day for 26 days in honour of her beloved mother. Jessica is my inspiration. The whole thing has been like a roller coaster, and Jessica was there to look after her mum. She's been amazing. We don't give children enough credit. They're superstars. When I said that I was going to run the marathon again, she said that she would do it too, Bill explained. Bill will have to wait until October to run his race, while Jessica will complete her mile-a-day marathon during the summer holidays. The duo have set up a GoFundMe page, and together they hope to raise money for the home care team, which provided outstanding palliative care for Margaret during her final stages of life. We are all devastated to lose such a beautiful and caring member of our family, but we are comforted by the kind words, cards and flowers we have received from family, friends, colleagues and all who knew her, said Simon. To donate, log on to www.gofundme.com forward slash in hyphen memory hyphen of hyphen Margaret hyphen Sykes. Tullomart lights up to Mark Kieran's 80th. Article by Suzanne Pender. Popular Tullomart director Kieran O'Byrne traded herding cattle for having cake last week as he celebrated his 80th birthday ringside. Kieran from Ratho House Ratho was greeted with balloons and banners to mark the milestone birthday by all of his friends at Tullow Livestock Sales. Tullow Mart did a lovely cake for Kieran before the start of the sales, which I know meant so much to him, said his son Mark. Kieran was joined by his youngest son Dermot, who also helps out at Tullow Mart, and had celebrated his 41st birthday a couple of days earlier. We're very proud of both of them and what they have achieved within the farming community, said Mark, who thanked all at Tullomart for the special way they marked his dad's birthday. He still works in the mart, although he hasn't been in there as much since Covid, but he's in great health and got his vaccine recently, so he's in great form, said Mark. Kieran is married to Pauline, near Griffin, and the couple have six children, Sharon, Mark, Eddie, Keith, Dermot, and the late Kieran, known as Smiler, and also nine grandchildren, Shane, Lachlan, Lucy, Michael, Rosie, Aaron, Kean, Lauren and Nathan. The O'Burns had a socially distanced family gathering get-together for Kieran's birthday on Saturday the 17th of April, where there was even more cake and a visit from Kieran's sister Trish, who lives next door, and phone calls from his brothers Eamon and Hugh. Love conquers all for happy couple on their wedding day. Article by Suzanne Pender. Love conquered COVID for Councillor William Patton and his long-term partner Brett Campbell, who blissfully said, I do, in an intimate wedding ceremony last Wednesday afternoon. Their level five lockdown wedding may not have been what William and Brett had first imagined for their wedding day, but it proved no less special for the happy couple. Because it's level 5 restrictions, we were only allowed six guests. So rather than having to choose between our family, we had just two guests who were our witnesses, our good friends Rob and Lynette Madley, 
a happy William told the Nationalist. It would have been great to have family there, but we didn't want to choose between the children and family. I have Lauren and her partner Craig, Jamie and Rachel, that's four already. So when the restrictions lift, we'll have a family get-together later in the year, added William, naming his three children. The couple were married just before 4pm last Wednesday. We got married at the Woodford Dolman Hotel with celebrant Angela Birmingham and then went out to Duckett's Grove, which we got permission for, and had a lovely almost two hours out there with Michael O'Rourke taking some photographs. The sun was shining and Rob and Lynette had organised champagne. Lots of people passing by wished us well. It was great. We had a really lovely afternoon, said William. I suppose because it was only the four of us and Michael, it was all about us and not about our guests, he smiled. Together, since October 2010, making their union official was important to William and Brett. I think it's important to be married and have the security, a security you don't have when you are two people living together. Brett proposed to William on the 30th of July last year while spending so much time together during lockdown, which further proves their marriage was meant to be. However, planning a wedding, even a small one during lockdown, was not without its challenges. We both had to buy suits because none fit, so thanks to Camden Square in Fairgreen Shopping Centre, who helped us out. And also getting the rings was a bit of a challenge, but we got there, said Brett. Godfrey's Gospel, according to Michael Godfrey. I'm looking forward to getting Covid jab. No doubt there wasn't a spare tea time to be had across the country yesterday, Monday, or for the rest of the week for that matter. Another milestone was reached as the country slowly begins to unwind from the latest lockdown. Our golfers, who have had to make do with practising their swings in the back garden, were once again allowed to don their colourful clothing and head out onto the course. Any course, so long as it was within the permitted distance, for the first time in four months. And while there wasn't a slot to be had at any of the hundreds of golf courses around the country, slots were available for the Covid jab, or people just refused entirely at the various mass vaccination centres around the country. I happened to have reason to visit the doctor one day last week. Nothing serious, just a stupid accident involving my big toe. And as I waited in the waiting room, I couldn't but hear the receptionist make and receive calls. What astounded me was the effort involved in booking some patients for their jab. Obviously, those in the at-risk category. I didn't inquire or engage about what was taking place because the receptionist was far too professional to give me any information. But when I heard her say things such as, well, it is there for you if you change your mind, that got me wondering just how many people are actually refusing to take the vaccine. I know it is their right to do so, but all scientific evidence to date suggests that while a small percentage of people will suffer an adverse reaction, As with any drug, even the so-called harmless headache tablets, the benefits of being vaccinated against COVID-19 far outweigh not having the jab. But the old saying of not being able to satisfy all of the people all of the time certainly rings true in this instance. And there is no point in trying to get them to change their minds. A person whose mind is changed against their will 
is of the same opinion still, or so it goes. I, on the other hand, was like a small child as I waited for the appointed time to log on to the HSE portal and register for my vaccine. My time slot was 17 minutes old when I received confirmation of having registered, and I'll be there 17 minutes before the appointed time as well. My brother phoned me at the weekend to let me know he had got the jab in City West a few days earlier. A man of precision, he gave me a minute-by-minute account of the proceedings and the conversation he had with the vaccinator. Another new word in our vocabulary thanks to COVID. Again, his story was the same as the receptionist's. The vaccinator told him that having read out all of the possible scenarios as to what might happen after receiving the vaccine, a small number of people get up and leave. We're all fed up with COVID and all the pain, loss and hardship it has brought over the past year. But as vaccinations are now underway at speed, it might not be a bad thing if the authorities continue to emphasise the benefits of getting the jab. The entire population has been wishing for lockdown to end, but this will only happen if most of us take the vaccine. We know there are problems with all medicines, but too many people are tired and willing to believe any rubbish they hear or read on social media. Let's continue to give them the right information for the next few months.